Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Well, when Miami was up three games to none, we were planning on a pretty bland Memorial Day of sports, but Boston on the verge of a historic comeback. And tonight, if you don't need to serve dessert at your barbecue, it's because you've got a delicious Game 7 on the menu. Good morning, everybody. Greeny's on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michael Rothstein. Chris Canty said to join us in a matter of moments as well. Michael, I'll always remember where I was, you know, when Derek White tipped that ball in in game six the other night. But I just kind of don't know what this series is going to have for an encore. Yeah, I mean, a game seven, which we'll get into that later, whether game seven is the best words in sports. We're going to talk about that later here on this show uh, of the five and, five and a half hours that you and I are together today. But... What I what stuck out to me was it was just such a matter of luck. And, you know, people might talk about skill, whatever, right place, right time, and that you learn this. Yeah. But that ball caroms, you know, half a foot, half a, you know, different. <laughs> We're not talking about this now. We're talking about the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat, and the Denver Nuggets getting ready so to play in the things. NBA Finals because that's that's just the the truth of it. I was at Jazz Fest in Atlanta, Aaron. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I got home with three seconds left, so I saw all the drama I needed to. Right, you saw the whole game. Basically. I did. I saw it. It, it, it was the perfect <laughs> encapsulation of the NBA, yeah. where we always say, "Oh, you only, you only need to watch the last two minutes." Well, you only need to watch about the last fifteen seconds uh, in order to get a real feel for that. And Chris Canty, Canty, and Carlin here on ESPN Radio is jumping in with us now as well. Chris, good morning. Happy Memorial Day. Um, I'm just curious to start here, and then we'll get into in just a minute some guarantees, what we think we know going into this game tonight, which you can listen to right here on most of these ESPN radio stations. But, Chris, what's the most nervous you were before a game, and, and do you think that these players that are playing tonight are kind of feeling that? Well, I mean, the obvious answer is the Super Bowl. I had the opportunity to play in one, and I won one, but I was nervous couldn't sleep the night before the game, you know, just all over the place, the anxiety, the excitement. And it's about being able to channel that energy uh, into productivity, into something constructive. And, and I think having people around you that have been there and that done, have done that uh-huh. goes a long ways to being able to be the best version of yourself. That's why tonight I'm looking at the superstars, the guys that have had experience in these situations, particularly Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler, to set the tone for their respective teams. And the star that does that the best is going to give his team the opportunity to take control and win this game in clutch time. Yeah, Michael, I wonder, is one team more nervous than the other? Is one team feeling more pressure? Because this is a unique Game 7. Almost all these guys have been in a Game 7 before, you know, because they played in one against each other in the exact same round of the playoffs last year. It's just it was in Miami and not in Boston. I don't know if there's more pressure on one than the other. I don't know if there's more nerves for one than the other. Because on the Heat side of things, yeah, you were up 3-0, but you were the eight seed. You haven't been projected to win any of the series that you've been in so far. 
So you're kind of still playing with a little bit of house money. On the other side of it, you were down 0-3 if you were Boston. Everybody except for ESPN Analytics was writing you off for dead. Yeah. And now you are here, and you have kind of put yourself in a situation where if you don't finish it out, I don't know if there will be a lot of blame because you had to win four in a row in a playoff scenario, and that is so hard. I don't know if there's – I think it's just a blanket pressure on everybody's situation, Aaron, which we don't often see. Yeah. In these types of scenarios. Yeah, I actually think Boston is now kind of feeling the heat to finish this off. That no pun intended. They're they're feeling the heat. Get it? Greenies on ESPN radio, ESPN app. <sighs> Dad Sirius joke XF number one. Eighty. Yeah, puns in honor of Memorial Day. The gifts <laughs> I'm giving you all. Um, Chris, you know what? What um, are you willing to guarantee about tonight? Because pe- people always want to know from us. Hey, you know what's your prediction? Are they now in this day and age? Everybody's got their sportsbook app open, and they're like, "What do you think? What do you? What would? What bet would you make?" Is there something about this game tonight that Chris Canty is willing to guarantee? Yeah, yeah. here's an easy one. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo aren't going to combine to go 9 of 37 from the field in Game 7. I can promise you that's not going to happen. <laughs> and, and listen, I, I hear what Ace Rothstein is saying in terms of not having pressure on one side more than the other. I completely disagree. I think there's way more pressure on Boston in this situation because they got an elimination game at home. And it's the first time that Miami has faced elimination in this season. And this is really the first, I mean, in this, in this series. And this is really the first time that people are writing the Miami Heat off in this series. And so I, I just feel like from an expectation standpoint, we all believe that Boston is going to advance to the NBA Finals. Everybody believed coming into this series that Boston was overwhelmingly the more talented team. Just yeah. because it hasn't played itself out that way doesn't mean that all of a sudden the pressure is off of Boston. There is a tremendous amount of pressure on Boston. And conversely, the Miami Heat have been counted out the entire postseason. Think about how this playoff run started for these guys. They were three minutes away yeah. from being eliminated by the Chicago Bulls in the play-in tournament after losing their first game in the play-in tournament to the Atlanta Hawks. This is one of the most improbable deep playoff runs in recent postseason memory. And so for the Miami Heat to be here and to now be in this situation up against it when your stars were so underwhelming at home in Game 6, I just feel like they're going to play loose, they're going to play free. And the one thing that got me about what Coach Spo said after that loss – which might be one of the most disappointing ways to lose that we've seen in, in the NBA season. He said he wished his guys could tip off the game during the post-game press conference and play another 48 minutes. He said they'll be ready to go. This is a master communicator, a master motivator, and I know that gets overstated a little bit, but I think you can apply it in this situation because yeah. we are talking about a coach that has a really good pulse on his team and a coach from an X's and O's standpoint that can – you know, from a tact, it can be a tactician and and really slow down the star players for the Boston Celtics. So I just I have more confidence that the Miami Heat are going to have a bounce back game as opposed to the Boston Celtics be able to sustain the level of play that we've seen from them from the last three games. Kenny, I I, I do agree with you there, and I understand that we fundamentally disagree on the pressure situation. But but you brought up something that's really interesting to me. It might be the difference tonight, which is the coaching. Because you have a guy who has been there before over and over. You can argue is the best coach in the NBA right now in Spo for Miami. And then you've got a guy who we don't know how good of a coach he is or mm-hmm. is not mm-hmm. in, in Boston. In a Game 7, 
when you have to maybe have one or two adjustments that's going to make the difference, to me, that tilts it toward Miami. There's no, there's no question about it. And just think about what Marcus Smart said about the offense three weeks ago, guys. Exactly. When, and when they asked Marcus Smart to describe the offense, he said random. Think about it. <laughs> he said random. We're in the middle of the playoffs, and they asked him to describe the offense, and he used the word random. That uncertainty, that indecision creates hesitancy, hesitancy especially in pressure moments. And at some point, that's going to show up. That didn't just go away over the last three spans. Three game span. It didn't. And so that's the thing that I'm going to be watching, watching for as this game tightens up in the second half. What yeah. happens? What kind of <laughs> offense do we see from the Boston Celtics? And does their offensive productivity impact their mentality on the defensive end? Like, yeah. listen, I get it. Guys don't show up to the gym saying, I'm going to play great defense tonight no matter what happens on offense. But when this Boston Celtics team plays well, it's a defense-first mentality. Yeah. When they struggle – it is because they fall in love with shooting jump shots behind the three-point line. They, they get a lot of misses. They, get hard, they, they don't set up their defense in the half court. They give a lot of opportunities for fast break points, second chance points. And so, to me, I'm curious to see, are we going to see that Boston Celtics defense from the first three games of this series? Or are we going to see that Boston Celtics defense that we saw in game five where they started that game with a stop, a steal, and a transition bucket? I'm curious to know, but early on we'll be able to tell based on what the Boston Celtics do whether or not they're going to be the team that takes control and dictates the complexion of Game 7. Kenny, just out of curiosity, you played in the NFL for a while. How many, And you played at Virginia too. How many times in your career did you call your defense that was being called random? Never. Okay. Never, just called to check. Never called it that. Never called it Well, it's Never. not a football thing to be. It's not, you know, no, but but some of the, the calls back to back have be. a plan. I, I don't. My guarantee for tonight, guys, Boston's going to make more than seven threes, which is what they made in Game Six. So, Chris, to your point, yes, I think that Jimmy and Bam will be better, but I also think that Boston is guaranteed to hit more shots. That the other piece interested me. You know the. The Spo comments, I was almost inspired by them. I kind of wanted to go out and play Game 7 right after Game 6 also. But then I wondered, you know, how much of that is a psychological tactic because he's worried about his team? Because anybody should and would be worried about the psyche of a team after they lose, not just lose, but lose like that, when they probably, for a minute, Chris, on that bench, thought they were going to the finals. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, we didn't know whether the bucket was good or not in real time. Right. They had to slow right. it down and see it. And Derek White got the ball out of his hands with two-tenths of a second left. But credit to them for being able to dial up a play. Marcus Smart got the shot up quick enough where Derek White was able to sneak inbounds as the inbounder, have a clear path to being able to rebound the ball. They got a great bounce off of the rim. The only place it could have gone that could have hurt the Miami Heat. But what I will say is this. Miami didn't do anything wrong in that situation and still came up short. And Eric Spostra alluded to as much in the postgame comments. That's just a situation where they double-teamed Jason Tatum with Marcus Strauss, uh, Max Strauss, and, and didn't want him to get the ball, didn't want him to beat them. They didn't yeah. have a guy, a body to put on the inbound or the box out, and that cost them. But I, I, just, I just look at the Miami Heat as a team that consistently plays the game the right way. And that yeah. consistency – is going to win out over a seven-game series. I, I, from a talent standpoint, there's no comparing the two teams. But as Charles Barkley said it in the postgame, the Heat can't win the series, but the Boston Celtics can damn sure lose it. 
And I would put my money on the Celtics losing it rather than winning it based on who they've shown themselves to be through the entirety of the playoffs. Well, it sounds like Chris Canty likes the underdog Miami Heat on the road tonight. You can tune in. Game 7 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Celtics hosting the Heat, presented by Indeed. Coverage starts 8 o'clock Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. You can also listen on Sirius XM Channel 80. Up next, will this be the greatest comeback in NBA history if Boston pulls it off? Greenies on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Greenie, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. Michael Rothstein, Chris Canty with you. Guys, I, I maybe owe people an apology. Tell me what you think of this. I'd said a couple of times already this morning, happy Memorial Day. Canty, is that a thing? Should you say happy Memorial Day? Or what is the best way to express the appropriate sentiment on this holiday? I, uh, I kind of don't even know. I, I think you go with the enjoy your Memorial Day rather okay. than happy Memorial Day. Yeah, because you know? I know, I mean, there are a lot of people, and it, it is worth us just taking a quick second to mention this. Like, this is a day where everybody's off from work, and it's the official start to summer, and people are at the pool and picnics and barbecues and family time and all that. So that's part of what the day represents to me. But ultimately, it's also a holiday because we're thinking about people who sacrificed their lives so that we could have the freedom to do that. So if you get a chance to do that today, you definitely should. Um, I have a theory about the comeback here or the choke job for the Heat. Rothstein, I know I, 3-0 this would get put on the list of the greatest comebacks in the history of sports. 
But given the fact that Boston is so much more talented than Miami is, like, I don't know. I, I don't. I think the Cavs coming back from 3-1 down to the Warriors when they were a 73-win team and Golden State had two of the games at home, to me, that is on another plane of comeback, even though this is three games to none. Would this be an all-time great sports comeback in your mind if Boston can pull it off? You're living in the world of recency bias, Aaron, and recency bias in that recency like to you, meaning close to you. So it should actually be proximity bias, not recency bias. It's early. It's a Monday morning, a holiday Monday morning. I get it right. Proximity bias, Aaron. That's what you're talking about when you're talking about the the Cavs and the Warriors. Listen, I don't care what the seeds were. I don't care if people believe that Boston is the better team. You are down three games to none in a conference finals. This Miami Heat team has already taken care of a Milwaukee Bucks team that's quite good and a New York Knicks team that had been playing very well. This Miami Heat team has experience, and they are a, still a good team and a better coached basketball team. So yeah, Boston, the Boston Celtics pulling this off would be up there. It has never happened. 0-150, Aaron. 0-150. That right there makes it one of the best, if not the best, comebacks of all time. It's, uh, sorry, it's just simple, it, 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 simple it, it, as that. It's circumstantial in certain ways, but Chris, to me, like the Patriots coming back from 28 to 3. No question. And the Red Sox comeback are both more improbable than this comeback. This would not even be a top two Boston sports comeback in the last 20 years. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Hammer. I, I mean, the the Falcons collapsing in Super Bowl 51, was it? That was an embarrassment. Um, what happened in 2004 is something that, as a Yankees fan, I don't like to bring up all that much, even though Johnny Damon was in the building for Game 6 on Saturday night down in Miami. Um, another embarrassing collapse would be what happened with the Houston Oilers back in 1993. I think that was oh, the yeah. divisional round against the Buffalo Bills. 35-3, to that was awful. <laughs> and then uh, my personal favorite, 2010, Miracle at the Meadowlands 2, Deshaun Watson, I mean Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Jackson houses a punt for a touchdown to complete a 21-point comeback and the Philadelphia Eagles beat my New York Giants. Of all the places Matt Dodge could have punted the football, he decided to punt it straight to Deshaun Jackson. That's neither here nor there. But, yeah, I'm not sure that this is – even if the Celtics pull this off, this is going to be considered one of the greatest comebacks in sports history, even though it is making history. I I just think you have to look at who they were playing against. Was there a significant injury? Was there a major suspension? What changed the dynamic? To me – Like, Boston could have swept this series as easily as they won, Rothstein, these four games in a row. But they Um, didn't. They did not do that, Aaron. Yeah, but essentially they did. Assuming they're going to win tonight, they sort of pulled off a sweep after they fell asleep for the first three games of the series. And that's what I'm thinking, Chris, is happening here more than, like, this is some epic, incredible comeback story that someone's going to write a book about someday. Well, Hammer, think about it this way. The the, the FPI, I mean, for I mean the, uh, the, the BPI. I think BPI, excuse me, yes. FPI is football. The BPI for, from ESPN had the Boston Celtics as the favorites to win the series, even though they were down 3-0. Think about how wild that is. They were still favored to win the series by our and very the BPI own BPI. was right. As much as people Rothstein wanted to mock it, give you got to tip your cap but, 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 to everybody but that's, who's been but it's not over, over yet. yet. But that, analytics. But that helps it's not over paint, yet. But that helps to paint the picture in terms of what our overall expectations were 
for the Boston Celtics coming into this series. They are by far the more talented team. They got two all-NBA players. Jason Tatum was first team. Jalen Brown was second team. The Miami Miami Heat aren't close. They got four undrafted guys in their rotation today in the playoffs. Like, think about that. That's that's the difference in terms of the overall talent level. Where I'll give the edge to Miami is with coaching and with overall grit and toughness. And we're going to have to see whether or not that can win out against a team that is superior when it comes to talent level. Yeah, no question. Chris Canty with us on Greeny on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Michael Rothstein, and Canty is hanging out with us for the hour. Uh, Rothstein, bigger choke job or comeback if Boston wins tonight? We, do you think you'll consider it a bigger choke job or a bigger comeback? Uh, probably a bigger comeback because, again, if you want to look at seeding, if you do want to go down that road, Boston was the higher seed. They are, no matter how you feel about these two teams, Boston is on paper, the better team. Not the better coached team, but the better team. I don't know if I would call it a choke job because to me a choke job is you're standing over a five-foot putt to win a major championship and you shank it. Like that, that to me is a choke job. Like This isn't a choke job because also look at what happened in game six. That They were 2.1 seconds away and the ball being placed in the exact spot that any other place that that ball ends up, that the, 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 the series is over. We're not talking about this today yeah. because he's so not the, going to have the time. So, then, so, so then I don't think it's luck, a choke job. It's are just the life. one of the most unlucky teams, Chris? In Like, I'm trying to find the right way, you know, to, to characterize this. I, the 2004 Red Sox, I will say, was an incredible comeback. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they yeah. Dave Roberts pulled off the steal when they were really staring at getting swept. And then David Ortiz hit a walk-off home run. And then they came back again in Game 5. And then they went on the road. Like, to me, that was more comeback than Joe But, Hammer, Trump. think about who came back in Game 5. It was Pedro Martinez, one of the yeah. best pitchers in baseball. <laughs> okay. They had Kurt Schilling in Game 6. Like, it's like, that's the, the thing. the two teams were even from a talent standpoint, though. I mean, the Yankees had A-Rod yeah, Peter yeah, in the middle but, of their lineup. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I guess that's my point, though. When you start looking at the overall talent, the rosters – and comparing them, they were more on par. There, there is a disparity in terms of overall talent level between yes. the Miami Heat and between the Boston Celtics. And that's why I have to stop myself when we start talking about, you know, this being a choke job for the Miami Heat. I think the story will overwhelmingly be about the comeback, and the Heat will be a footnote in history if Boston does complete it. But I also look at the inverse, which is this is an indictment on the sports character of the men in that locker room. Because you had the talent level to be able to sweep this team by winning four in a row, and yet you played down to your opponent the first three games of the series. Where is the urgency that we expect you to play with when it comes to competing for a championship? They don't at all look like a team that felt awful after they lost in the NBA Finals when they had a 2-1 lead in Game 4 on their own home court. Yeah, that, That's but- the part that we keep waiting for with the Boston <laughs> Celtics and with Tatum and Brown in particular. When are they going to play consistently with the urgency that's required in order to win a championship? They've been in this spot for, for a lot of times. I think this might be the fourth conference finals with both of those two guys on the team. At, at what point are we going to talk about this team breaking through and winning a title? I mean, I don't think it's going to be this year because whoever wins this, whoever wins this series is going to lose to Denver. Like, that's just happening. Uh, well, uh, because Denver's hanging out, man. They're just chilling. They've got Nikola Jokic. They've got Jamal Murray. And they're just watching. They're watching these teams beat each other up. 
And these guys are going to be tired, and then they're going to have to go to Denver, and that's hard to play in Denver. They don't get to do it all that often. Man, if I'm the Denver Nuggets, I'm just sitting back being like, uh-huh, uh-huh, maybe have a glass of wine. Cool, great. Let, Ross, let's have it happen. somebody that grew up there, if Boston pulls this off and wins four in a row and then they get home court advantage, um, look, it's not supposed to be easy, but I'm going to get a little nervous that they finally got something to click and they're a different team now than the team that fell down three games to none. You know, like, I just think that maybe something came around. Plus, from a talent perspective and from a guarding Jokic perspective, like, trust me, I would much rather face Miami than I would Boston. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV, and could save you money. Go to Progressive.com for more. That is Progressive.com. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Michael Rothstein. Chris Canty hanging out with us for the hour on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Out to the hotline we go on this Memorial Day. We thought it would be appropriate to bring in one of the great chefs in America for some grilling and food tips. Michael Simon is a restaurateur, a TV personality, and a chef, and he joins us now on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Michael, what have you eaten? Give us a breakdown of what you have eaten in the last 24 hours. (laughs) The last four, well, I haven't eaten yet today because I ate so much yesterday. But <laughs> y- yesterday, yesterday we, uh, let's see, I um, I smoked some spatchcock chickens. Uh, I had like 20-something people over. So I did uh, six spatchcock chickens with a uh, cherry bourbon glaze. And then I did, uh, I did clams on the grill with garlic and wine and sun-dried tomatoes and chilies and parsley um some other stuff oh saffron a little bit of saffron i got i felt a little fancy liz had a little saffron stash that i dug into then i made a big chicory salad uh with parmesan and then um roasted potatoes with caramelized onions and rosemary and and strawberry ice cream a lot of strawberry ice cream I'm so distracted by all of that now, and I'm incredibly <laughs> hungry, and I'm upset that the invite did not come, Michael Simon. This is uh, this is devastating here. Uh, for those well, of us who don't I'm in have Long Island, you could have came. You just it's a, it's a short jump. I was in Long Island. I'm in Long Island all weekend, so oh. uh, hanging out with family, and and my my kid lives out here, so my grandkids. So it was uh, Emmy, my four and a half year old <laughs> granddaughter, had four chicken legs which was pretty impressive i thought wow she you know on july if if she's hanging around on july 4th you should take her to the hot nathan's hot dog eating contest just start breaking her in there right for that tradition <laughs> and then she broke my heart and said and tracy's breaded chicken better than mine oh. <laughs> <laughs> damn kids Uh. Uh, michael simon is with us chef restaurateur television personality michael what is the best approach if you're hosting people today what is the one tip that you always recommend Mm -hmm. to be a good host for a memorial day cookout i mean i I think there's two two important factors do what you're most comfortable with obviously i've been cooking you know my whole life and professionally for over 30 years so like i I cooked a, a lot of stuff yesterday but i'm very you know comfortable in the kitchen and had the smoker fired up so for me it was like a day of relaxation until everybody got here but like if you're most comfortable doing burgers and dogs do burgers and dogs like the the last thing that you want to do when you're entertaining is be stressed out like you don't want to be stressed so cook foods that are in your comfort zone um you know if you have a lot of people you know you want to have options for those people that you know 
different people eat different things, so you try to have some options there. Um, but but I would say the most important thing is kind of get set up so you're not stressing when people get there. Get as much done ahead of time before they get there, and then cook what you're comfortable with. Michael, you've been cooking for over three decades, and I got to ask you your professional opinion about an age-old debate that's that's been be- well before you started cooking and one that stresses me out this time of year every single time. Barbecue versus cookout. What's the difference between the two, and which one do you want to go to? Well, I mean, okay. I, I mean, we, we, this could be a four-hour show at this Dang, point. That's that <laughs> that what I'm trying to say. So, we're, we're trying to so, avoid the heat blowing this and talking about Game 7, so you can fill this as long as you want, well, Simon. I, well, I mean, have you noticed real quick, once Kevin Love went down, they haven't won a game? Like, you know, look, I, I love K-Love, known him for a long time now, but, you know, there's no way that that tipping happens because he boxes out. It just yeah. like he he doesn't play a lot of minutes anymore, but he still does all the important things, and they haven't won since Kevin's been out. That's all uh-huh. I'm saying. Okay, uh-huh. now a barbecue. Do not call it a barbecue if you go outside and turn on your gas grill and and put some burgers and hot dogs. Thank on. you. Delicious. <laughs> Thank you. Delicious. Not a barbecue. If you're cooking in a smoker of any sort or with live fire, even if you're grilling over live fire, I will give you the barbecue pass. But really what barbecue means is cooking food low and slow with real fuel, wood and or charcoal, depending on where you're from. Get those damn pellet smokers out of here. I'm not putting anything that looks like rabbit food in the side of a box to cook my meat and if you're cooking on a smoker like i did spatchcock chickens yesterday they took five hours it's a process so if you barbecue call it barbecue if you're having a cookout a cookout is delicious but please call it a cookout michael first of all i just want to let you know i lived in detroit for a long time in ann arbor and roast is my favorite restaurant in detroit so thank you for many good meals but i want to ask you about this when it comes to cookout or barbecue whichever one you're going to go to when you walk into one, especially with the discerning tastes you have, what side do you see? If you see it, you're like, oh, this, this ain't going to work. They, they, what are they doing here? Like, is there one that's just like well, a, one, a clear one, one to you? I'm just, happy, I'm just happy to be not like, – like everybody goes, oh, man, you must be hard to cook for. I'm like, nope, easiest guy in the world. It's a day off for me. I go. I'm happy someone else is doing the heavy lifting. I, like today I'm going to my friend's house for burgers and dogs. I'm going to be incredibly happy. Um, so for me, the discerning side is when they make the mayonnaise-based potato salad and all the food's been sitting outside for people to get. And you don't know if that mayonnaise-based potato salad's been out there for four minutes or an hour and a half. And so like for me, because I know too much about food, I'm like, yep. I'm not. I'm not eating that because that's going to have ramifications later on. Like, that. that's, like unless I want to drop a quick ten, I'm not eating the potato salad for, for uh, you know five hours that has a mayonnaise taste to it. I mean, if you want to set your potato salad outside, just do a nice vinegar olive oil potato salad. Everybody will be happy in the morning. Simon, last thing: you're an expert in sports pain. Right? You're a Clevelander. Sports pain? Pain, sports oh, yeah, pain. pain. 
I yes. thought you were talking about my knees, but yes, I have suffered as a sports <laughs> no, So how brutal, if the Heat blow this tonight, is it worse than anything that's ever happened in Cleveland or no? No, because it's, it's no. We've just suffered more. I, you know, Miami's won championships in football. They've won them in basketball. Uh, you know, they won them in baseball over us, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's it's not worse. I mean, would it be the first time it ever happened? It would. Monumental. Yes. But no one has suffered like we suffered. So, I like a lot of a lot of cities go, oh, no, we suffered. I'm like, no, you don't know suffering. You don't. I mean, if it wasn't for LeBron, we wouldn't have a single championship. He brought us the one home, which he promised and, and came through on. But it's like uh, no one suffered like we suffered. Like people say, oh, Detroit. I'm like, no. Tigers have won. Red Wings have won. Pistons have won. Like, yeah, their football team sucks. But they've won in other sports. We just have just, we're tortured. Chef, enjoy the barbecue or the grilling or the cookout or whatever you want to call it today. We'll talk soon. Th- <laughs> Aaron, thank you, I know you're going to call it a barbecue no matter what because I just know that's how you roll. And, and, and I also um, know I will... you also know I'm making burgers and dogs on the grill today, and that's it. And we're calling it a barbecue at my house. So that's and how you're it goes. telling everybody it's a barbecue. Just say it's, <laughs> it's a cookout. A, it's, it's not hurting rules. anybody. It's not hurting anybody. I say know. it's a cookout. Well, I'm going to tell everybody that you go to Mabel's and you eat pork button ribs like a warrior. Hey, do, do not. My rabbi listens to Greeny on ESPN Radio. If you admit that I eat pork, I'm not going to be not going to be happy. Yeah. Thank you, Chef. We'll talk What's soon. Your, okay, buddy. Rabbi what? Rabbi what, Aaron? Rabbi Scoff. It's Rabbi Scoff. Park rabbi Synagogue. Scoff, just so you know, Aaron Goldhammer eats slabs of pork ribs in my restaurant on the weekly. <laughs> Have a good Memorial Day, boys. <laughs> Thank you, Chef. That's Michael Simon, Chef, restaurateur, television personality. Love Chef Simon. You, of course, you can watch him on Food Network and Cooking Channel and just about anywhere. If you like food, you'll see his giant bald dome right in your face. You cannot miss it. Up next, what is your worst food take? Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. A game seven tonight for a trip to the NBA Finals. Barbecues and cookouts going on all across America. We're talking about it all today. Greenies on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michael Rothstein and Chris Canty hanging out with us for the hour. You could join the conversation. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Greeny brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. And guys, we'll get back to talking about the NBA. There's plenty of Game 7 for us to talk about as we go through the course of the day today. But Memorial Day Rothstein is also about food. So I ask you... As a former 225-pounder who I think has lost, what, 70 of those pounds? I like wish I lost 70 of those pounds. <laughs> Give me your worst food take that you know is bad, but you actually believe it. Ooh, see, that's so tough. So I can't eat gluten, which generally people just take as a bad food take to begin with, but it's well, it would really do damage to me. Mm. I would say that my worst food taker, I would say the most controversial food take is I am very, very pro anchovies and pineapple on pizza. And that seems to really piss people off. Together? Anchovy and pineapple pizza Mm -hmm. together? Yes. Very strange. Uh, Oh, my God. Rothstein. (laughs) Chris, back me up here. As a, Try as the a, different flavor palette. As an NFL player who, who has weighed 300 pounds and someone that you would not eat, you would not be anchovies and pineapple together. That's not pizza. No, it's not pizza. I, I don't know what that is. That's a horrible food take. I'm trying to figure out who this guy is. Patrick Dempsey? I don't understand it. What, first of all, anchovies If I can have Patrick pizza. Dempsey's paycheck, I'll be Patrick yeah, Dempsey. Yeah, candy. but I'm just saying anchovies on pizza is a non-starter for me. That's, a, that's an awful food take. I'm going to start putting you in the category of Dan Orlovsky. Any of Dan Orlovsky's food takes are the most controversial food takes that I've ever heard of, and they're all absolutely ridiculous. But I'm going to actually lock in, I think, the worst summertime food take, cookout barbecue food take that I've heard in recent years has to be my wife's. And I hate to throw her under the bus, but I'm going to actually do it right now and put it in reverse and back over her and do it again because it's so bad. My wife firmly believes that spaghetti and meatballs belong at a barbecue or a cookout. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Tony Soprano would not have spaghetti and meatballs at his barbecue or his cookout. I don't know why my wife does this. I don't know if it's a Midwest thing, if it's cultural, geographical, but it's absolutely ridiculous to have spaghetti and meatballs at a barbecue or a cookout. Let me point out the thing to me that offends me the most about this, and there are many things about it that do offend me (laughs) deeply. Um, One of them is that at barbecues and cookouts, you're almost exclusively eating on plastic and paper goods yes spaghetti and meatballs belongs in like a ceramic bowl putting it on a paper plate is the worst idea i mean talk about just making a mess i'm gonna have seven stains on my shirt just the idea of this chris you you have you have not been single in a long time aaron goldhammer because spaghetti and meatballs or any sort of pasta on a paper or plastic plate is perfectly fine I need. I'm a. You better have the right damn plastic plate 
You better, you better, you better make expensive. sure your paper plate and your plastic plate I, buy, is I, on I, point. I splurge for I'm the just, good paper I'm plates I'm at Costco. Saying, like, you, you can't just have any paper plates going out there. If you're going to have spaghetti and meatballs all there, you got to have a paper plate. That is sturdy, preferably with a charger. I, I just I don't think they belong at cookouts, though. I am adamantly opposed to spaghetti and meatballs at the cookout or the barbecue. By the way, Aaron Goldhammer is not giving us his worst food take. Just throwing that out. Because I weigh 165 pounds, so I'm not qualified to give any legitimately good food takes. Coming up next, we want to hear from you, your worst food take. Plus, does Jimmy Butler have to be playoff Jimmy for Miami to win Game 7? Greenies on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.